first ever Cinemastic Event Podcast is here, our top 10 of 2018. Join us January 29th for a special episode where we discuss each of our top 10 movies from 2018. What will make our list? What will be snubbed? Settle in and get comfortable for an extra long episode from the entire Cinemastic crew as we dive into all of our favorite things from the past year. On today's episode, we do a thorough rundown of all the top headlines and movies this week. We discuss that Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, and we get a review of Netflix's choose-your-own-adventure film, Bandersnatch. It's all happening right now. It's time to dive in. This is Cinemaxtic. Okay, hello and welcome to the latest episode of Cinemaxtic. It is, what day is it? January 15th, and um, we're going to dive into all sorts of movie news here today. I'm excited for our uh, returning crew. As always, I'm your host, Max Leadum, here again to discuss all that good, juicy movie news. Straight across from me is my brother... Charlie, Chuck, Chusker, back again for more cinematic action. How uh, how are you doing today, Chuck? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a while since I've been on. I haven't been able to make make the last couple. A little bit of time constraints issues. Yeah, some scheduling issues. Wasn't able to make it, but uh, I watched a couple of movies that I want to talk about, so good. I'm ready to go. Perfect. Well, we're glad to have you back on and. And uh, back in for our, our order of having you in here is at least twice a week, or twice a month. So good stuff, good stuff. Tanner Rush, back again for more action. Tanner, how are we doing today, buddy? Good. Good? You feeling good today? Feeling good. All right. <laughs> good. Short and sweet. And to the right of me, as always, Tim Reichmith. Uh, how are you? How are you feeling today, buddy? I really can't follow up Tanner's comment, so... I'm uh, I'm great. I feel like you're doing better than you were last week, though, after your work issues and everything. So my but what your work issues? You had some work issues. Was that a fabricated story, and you're forgetting what you fabricated? Um, come back to me in a little bit. Okay, all right, good stuff, good stuff. Well, boys, um, what did we all watch this week? What uh, what stuck out to you this week in movies? Um, before we get into the news, but what uh, what stuck out to you that you watched this week that you want to discuss? Charlie, do you see anything in particular? Uh, well, not necessarily uh, this week, but within the last couple of weeks, since the last time I've been on, I, uh, I've watched Annihilation, Ooh. an absolutely spectacular film. It's great. Loved it, and mm-hmm. it has been haunting me ever since i watched scene? it. The Screaming Bear is one of the most terrifying creatures I've ever witnessed on film it is so like, so goddamn scary i think that's the first time i've felt fear in a movie theater in it potentially was, years like, wow. oh it was wow. straight terrifying for reasons you can only understand if you've seen the movie i don't really want to say what what it is because i expect you to watch that movie yeah having point. never seen annihilation i can only imagine what a screaming bear is and oh, i can God. tell you it's quite frightening from it's what not I'm as hot as it is sounds. it like pa- is it like Paddington? <laughs> Just screaming. It's, it's a little bit like, like Paddington. It's a little bit like that. It's a little yeah. more 
<laughs> it's a touch more extreme. It's a little more grown a, up. It's but... a Paddington origin story, I yeah, believe, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> is what, yeah. what, I've, what I've been hearing. Well, um, more of an epilogue. It's kind of like what Logan is to Wolverine. Oh, okay. Annihilation is to so the Paddington. Wow, this films. is a Paddington yeah. is really down on his luck then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're checking in on a, probably an alcoholic Paddington. <laughs> sort of, yeah. A vicious killing Paddington. Yeah, more or less. Phone call. It's um, decline that immediately. It's really, really scary. But it's the a scam likely. The soundtrack, the score to the movie, the the story overall, the acting was all fantastic. I loved it. It's right up my alley. That's probably it's probably one of the favorite. My favorite movie that I've watched in recent memory. Wow. I, I loved it. Dang, okay. Loved it. I know that's wow. on uh, Amazon Prime for those who uh, want to watch it streaming It's also on Hulu. It's on Hulu as well. Uh, so I've been meaning to get to it, and I've been seeing it on Amazon. I just haven't clicked that button yet. Click it. So I think I'll probably click I'll probably click that sometime soon. It oh, God, click it. Do, it. do it tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you just click it? It is every bit worth the <laughs> two hours and 30 minutes or whatever that it runs. I mean... Really, really something special there. Oh, fantastic. It has Oscar Isaac in there, too. But right, Natalie Portman and old Oscar Isaac? That's right. right. That's right, and they both kill it. Well, great. It's fantastic. I, I'm never disappointed by Oscar. He seems to be able to carry films pretty well. God, he was really bone-chilling, some of his scenes in oh, that movie. It's bone-chilling. Really, really... Interesting. Yeah, just scary. Well, just... He's, he came off really, really terrifying in Ex Machina, so... And bits. Like, not, like, intentionally terrifying, just sociopathic... Like, ugh. oh yeah, ugh. oh yeah, ugh. that's another great movie. Yeah, so. same director, really. Yep. Are, ooh, I'll be damned. Okay, well that that makes a lot of sense. I can <laughs> see that. Yeah, and writer, same guy, wrote huh. and direct. I mean, Annihilation is an adaptation of a series of novels. Although, from what I understand, the movie changes things fairly significantly with the ending. Um, whereas the books were like three, the movie's a little more. <laughs> Hmm. open shut I, I don't know if that's spoilery but it doesn't necessarily yeah. leave well, itself ex machina sequel. is weird as shit so i can only imagine what a that's one of my favorite annihilation so, yeah. Which, yeah. which would you say is better is it because of alicia vikander's boobs i i liked ex machina a little more but annihilation is still very very good they're just uh mm. they're two they're different. vastly different they're different films. i mean they're both um, very cerebral sci-fi but oh yeah it's because of alicia vikander's boobs that you put x machina no it. It is. no i'm not a pig max <laughs> i don't know tanner i've some of the things you've mentioned i'm like hmm, that's probably why uh, but yeah i don't um, know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah i watched that you no know, recording and, uh, of anything i also watched uh i killed giants I don't oh, know if you've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard of it. Never saw it. It's also on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, and right off the bat, I'll just say from the movie poster, it gives you a certain... Um, Young adults drama. It, it gives you... Uh, it makes you think that it's going to be... Because let me just lay this out for you. The movie poster is a picture of a girl wearing some bunny ears with a huge-ass, badass-looking hammer with a giant in front of her. Yeah. So, and you can only see from like the knees up of the giant, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or no, uh, the knees down. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, this this could be really cool. Like a lot of cool, you know, fight scenes with a little girl with a huge ass hammer killing giants that sounded cool to me and let me tell you what it is not that no at all no there is maybe 
there's maybe like 10 minutes of any sort of action in that movie. For the most part, it is a pretty sad story. Oh, wow. It made me cry. Jesus. Um, <laughs> okay. It was pretty depressing. Um, Did you still like it, though? You know, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I'd recommend it just because it's it's not like any other movie that I've seen before, I guess. Um, and it's, you know, it's a good story. Um, but it's not something that I think I would watch again. And I want to make a little annotation in my comment earlier. It's actually the Giants midsection that you see, not from the knees down and not particularly from the knees up. From but waist to... We're talking waist to shoulders, okay. midsection range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a really good, uh, that's that's really great commentary on I Kill Giants because I never would have suspected that. I would have thought yeah. like some sort of young adult novel adaptation uh, it's, uh, or it's some sort of like graphic novel. Right. And so I was thinking like in terms of the stylish style of it and the, the tone, I thought it was going to be like Hunger Games or like the, the thing with, what's that, a film series with... Detergent. Maze Runner? Yeah, Divergent. Detergent. Divergent. Divergent. I thought it would have been like Divergent <laughs> or something like that. Uh, so I was, that was actually, so would you recommend we watch it or do you think it's just like a... Uh, I think it's worth a watch. I think it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I think for the most part I was just a little disappointed because I was expecting something totally, totally different. Mm. And so when I watched the whole movie, I was like, okay, like when... When is there going to be some badass, like, super high-def, crazy cool CGI giant yeah. scenes? And there's, to be frank, there's just not many. So yeah. don't go in there thinking you're going to see some crazy action movie, because it's not. It hmm. really just follows It follows the story of a um, pretty I don't, disturbed um, young woman hmm. and pretty much follows her around and and you see what what's going on in in her head during her time of crisis i guess i should say interesting um but it's definitely worth the watch just don't don't expect it to be action heavy or really even action light Hmm. it was very little very very little screen time when it comes to action tanner what'd you watch this week this weekend, I watched a couple South Korean films. Oh. I watched um, Lady Vengeance, mm. or also known as Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Oh, that is a, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I didn't know it off the first one, but with the Sympathy for yes. Lady Vengeance, that makes sense. It is okay. a Park Chan-wook film. Oh. Um, who <laughs> I've seen a couple of his movies that I really, 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 really liked. He did um, The Handmaid, which I think was in 2016. One of my favorite films of that year. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, I believe. You should watch it. He also did the original Old Boy. Um, Spike yeah. Lee recently did a remake of it that is, by all accounts, trash. So don't watch that, but watch the original Spike Old Boy. Spike Lee did that remake with uh, Josh Josh Brolin, yeah. yeah. Um, and so Lady Vengeance in Old Boy, and then there's also another film called Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. It's kind of his loose, he calls it the Vengeance Trilogy. So I've been trying to watch all of them. They're a little hard to get a hold of, but actually um, all three of them right now, if you have a Shutter subscription, which you can get through Amazon Prime, they're all on that. So I've still got uh, Mr. Vengeance to watch. Anyways, Lady Vengeance, not as good as Old Boy. 
I was actually a little disappointed in it overall. The hmm. structure, the structure of the story is a bit. It's just weird. It throws off the pacing. It throws off the suspense. I just, I couldn't really ever get into it. Gotcha. Now, are these, you know, read the subtitles as you go movies, right? Yes. These gotcha. are foreign language, South <clears throat> Korean films. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Amazon started recommending other stuff. So then I saw one called I Saw the Devil. Uh-huh. Uh, that was also which, made into American adapt- adaptation, I believe, as well. I don't think so. I thought so. But, yeah. What were you saying? Um, when that's directed by Kim Ji-Woon. Don't think I'm familiar with any of his other work. Mm-hmm. But that's about this kind of vague government agent. They don't really get into it. Yeah, but his fiance is abducted and killed by a serial killer. So it's him kind of trying to figure out who killed her. And then kind of playing this weird cat and mouse game with the serial killer over the course of the film. And I, kind of the chaos that unfolds from all of that. Yeah. I um, actually remember hearing about this movie. Apparently. It's, a bit, it's a bit long. A bit dark, too. But it's, very. it's graphic as hell. That's what I was, yeah. Like, very graphic. There's a, there's a character who gets their Achilles tendon severed with a scalpel. Mm. And it shows it. And... Mm. No, I don't. I don't like that one bit. Gnarly. Mm. Is it? Is it like uh, Hostel? That scene in Hostel um, where he I tries haven't to get seen up Hostel. Oh but... God, I hate. Oh Hostel, oh, that one haunted that's me. That's this one where they cut his face off, right? Uh, I don't think they cut someone's face off in that one. <laughs> I don't think so. But it's hmm. been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah, I just can't seem to place that cut face off scene. Uh, hey, hold on. I need water to take my meds. I apologize. No, it's all right. Fill it up. <laughs> so, yeah, you saw Sorry, that. Sorry, that was, that was Hostel 3. Mm. There was a third? Was yeah. this like a direct-to-DVD yes. kind of thing? Yeah, I it's think... It's an, uh, it's an it Eli Roth movie. Yeah. Um, any other thing you'd like to mention that you saw, Tanner? Really? Before we move on to Tim? No, I think those are the only two things I've seen since the last episode. Yeah. Tim, what'd, what'd you watch... Uh, this week, ooh, I watched a lot of movies. I was uh, I was very bored, so I'm like, you know, why the hell not? Mm-hmm. So I watched. I'll start with A Quiet Place. Uh, oh, can't believe you haven't. I couldn't believe it took you so long to see it. it I know. I rented it on Redbox probably three months ago, and I forgot to return it. <laughs> so it's been sitting in my basement, uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, it's pretty good. I really liked it. It was not as much of a thriller as I thought it was gonna be. There wasn't really any jump scares, but overall the story was really good. Um, it was just pretty interesting premise because, you know, this came out before Bird Box did, so there wasn't really anything else kind of like it. Uh, the whole you can't say anything just. It is called what? Bird Box is the real title, right? Yeah. It's just I keep thinking like when someone says that that it's like a bit and like the real title is like something not Bird Box. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe anyone when they say it. Yeah. Right. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, yeah. no, you're fine. Uh, I still haven't watched it. Yeah, you, you um, haven't. Bird Box? No, I haven't. It's worth, it's worth watching. There's other movies I'd rather watch before that. <laughs> um, but no, Quiet Place was really good. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, another movie I watched was Bad Times at El Royale. Nice. That was a very, very good movie. It had a very uh, kind of Quentin Tarantino story. 
Yep. Storytelling. Uh, I'll hop in there with you on that. I watched oh, that man. between the episodes. Loved it. Yeah. It was a... Uh, uh, there's a lot of turns and... It, wait, is it out or is it still in theaters? No, it's, uh, out. No, it's, rent. it's out. For rent. It. It's It was up for rent the first of the year. Is it on like yep. a sale sale though? Because sometimes you can yeah. rent movies before they go No, you can retail. you can buy it. And I got it at Redbox. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. It's, it was really 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 good i was planning on watching that actually pretty soon it's awesome Mm -hmm. i I saw that one in theaters i imagine we're going to talk about it more it's the type of yeah it's the type of movie that reminds you of like a video game there's like we're i don't know just the setting of it and the way the story unfolds i feel like with with like all these characters coming together that you kind of meet and they all have these separate storylines that make them who they are and then those storylines come together uh, and you know, on a collision course, uh, I suppose all and it happens all within the same place, like a uh, hateful eight scenario. Yeah, that's that's well, kind of why it reminded me of Tarantino. Yeah. So it, they Very so they much focused a post Tarantino, right? Exactly. So they they'll focus on one character, kind of you know what they're doing at this specific time, and then it flashes back to what they were doing. You know what got them there, and then they move on to another character, what they're doing at that exact same time as well. Yeah. Um, it was really cool how they wove that together too. Yeah, I no, I loved that. it. But yeah, what Chuck said is reminded me a lot of Hateful Eight, where they kind of you know introduced each character um, and gave their backstory um, back to back. Very unique, I guess. Outside of that, uh, I would definitely recommend watching that. And he uh, he actually directed uh, um, Cabin in the Woods that that Chris Drew Goddard Drew wrote directed this and he directed that Cabin in the Woods horror movie with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth in it which is obviously anyone who's seen that that ended super weird and there's some just weird overall things to that so there's a, definitely a weird movie here as well mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> they, they had a lot of uh, big name actors <clears throat> they did it was a great well. oh, good the cast. cast the cast was stellar the performances were absolutely excellent I love the Mm-hmm. The whole design of the set and everything, because it all takes place in one tiny little motel, right? And uh, the El Royale, yes, the El Royale, El Royale. Yeah. Um, split between yeah. California and Nevada. And I'd be, I'd be surprised if Drew Goddard wasn't at least inspired by the story of the uh, help me English major with this, the voyeur, Voy- voyeur, V O Y E U R, yeah, voyeur, voyeur, yeah. voyeur. Uh, it's the story of a motel owner who owned a you know motel off the side of the road and he built a walkway over the rooms <clears throat> to view in uh to characters rooms and stuff like that and there's similar elements that there's very sinister elements to this hotel that they're staying at it's kind of like psycho too psycho oh with um, christian bale no, yeah. that's that's American oh, Psycho. That's American Psycho, the Hitchcock. The original. Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the original Norman Bates, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm just hopping in there with you on that. I absolutely yeah. love that movie. It's uh, definitely do not be surprised to see that land in my top 10 of 2018. Whoa, top 10. Yeah. Oh, Spoilers. Yeah, spoiler um, alert. But, uh, yeah. I have two more movies. I'll just kind of briefly go over them. Uh, Isle of Dogs. That was a great movie as well. Uh very Wes Anderson, you know, film. You know, the he whole, directed it. He did. I know. Yeah. Um, I just love the the his storytelling type. Um, this is a very interesting take with the dogs um, and the whole. Hey, let's move them to a trash island. Um, 
Then the last one's Crazy Rich Asians, which I never expected myself to actually watch. Um, I came so close to watching that a couple of days ago. Really? So close. And then I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so people say it's good, but this is, oh, God. That's, that was exactly <laughs> what I was doing. Um, so when it, when the you know the trailer came out, I was like, yeah, it's just another rom-com. I'm not really interested in it. But it got such great reviews, and everyone who had seen it was loving the movie. Uh, raving about it. Yeah. So I, I decided to give it a watch. Uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. It, it was really well done. It didn't... It didn't really feel like a rom-com. What are you smiling at? I also saw this movie last night. Oh, you watched it last night? Yeah. So it, it didn't feel like your typical rom-com movie. Um, you want to chime in? Yeah, I mean... Um... <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good start. Here's, here's the thing. Um, I like feel-good movies. This movie is certainly that. Certainly feel-good movie. Um in terms of rom-com, I think probably the original take it has is that it's, well, this is going to well, sound maybe like not a rom-com. Well, this is going to sound exactly like every rom-com when I say this, but it's like, it's fairy tale to the sense of like a Disney fairy tale kind of, and in a kind of a realistic setting, a woman is dating a man and she does not realize that the man she's dating is super famous in the country he's from. And also his family comes from extraordinary wealth, uh, and, um, she finds this out that she goes along and she just sees these like you know how magical his whole life is because of all this money and there are certain things that happen um but i so here's here's what i'll say it's it's worth a watch because it's a feel-good movie it's probably better than most rom-coms in in the traditional sense um however i couldn't I, i couldn't help myself but i was like how did this get incredible reviews on Rotten Tomatoes? Because there was some, I just, I was like, is this really better than a lot of rom-coms out there? It's like this really setting, I mean, it's, it's you could, I mean, you could predict the plot from like the very beginning. You could tell what was going to happen. Of course, it's one of those things where you're like, yay, at the end when, I, like, I, it, it, right? I cried at the end of the movie. Did you really? No. <laughs> um, but, uh, but there was like some it's okay just. okay if you did. There was just some. I'm going to throw that in. There is yeah, some over. Totally okay. Max's toxic masculinity. There is some over. You can cry up. in movies. There is overtly ridiculous things that happen in this movie that just get brushed over like I, i'm gonna okay spoiler alert real quick it's not gonna really spoil the movie and all this spoiler but it is something that happens the whole plot revolves about how the girl that this rich guy is dating and they love each other is does not fit into this family because she does not come from wealth she's a teacher her family is you know in disarray kind of um and they don't like her and whatnot and they're kind of trying as a family to come up with ways to make her not want to marry into this family or whatnot at one point during the movie and i'm not joking when i say this they catch apparently a giant barracuda slice its guts open and sprawl it all over her bed and right in the barracuda blood on the walls uh Try to fish for this, you gold-digging bitch. And it was the most violent, kind of gross thing. It was, like, straight out of, like, Godfather with a horse head in the bed. And they're like, and I am not joking, they, like, brush over it like one of the cousins looked at, gave her a bad look. Like, that's, like, 
oh, I don't want to give them the satisfaction of reacting to this, and they go bury the barracuda on the beach, and it's never <laughs> mentioned again. That is literally it. It's like it's hardly mentioned again. It is so weird and out of place, and I'm like, this straight up would be horrifying. Like, and she just brushes it off. Like, it was like just a bad, I mean, that, a bad, bad that happens the all the time. Yeah, it's like, man, I, I really like my girlfriend, but her sister left a cut open dog on my bed the other day and i'm just like wow that's a little more extreme (laughs) (laughs) it probably is but it was just like there's silly moments like this that happen every day and not every there's silly moments like this that happen throughout the movie i'm just like this is kind of stupid but um go ahead and i i honestly didn't understand why it had the reviews it did. i mean i think it it did enough to separate itself out Uh, and there was a lot and there was a lot like one oh what yes <laughs> no there was <laughs> damn it Tanner. there was there was not but there was a lot of uh <laughs> clearly uh the 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 what they were trying to get across in this film and i can't get this dang bar. why do you keep fiddling with because that? my why? my mine keeps cutting out i think out. he's i think he's nervous my, i can hear you mine keeps cutting out so if i hold it down like this it doesn't do anything so um there was a lot of. Uh, you have to keep your hand there the entire yeah, probably time you're talking. Clearly, um, political motivated messages in this, which I have no, I have no problem with it. It was fine. I mean, it was, it was great. It was really cool to see an all Asian cast and everything like that. But there was like some points where it just like bat you over the head with it. There was a, there was a part with a, a journalist at the wedding, and she goes and sits next to the journalist who we do not see at all in this movie once. We don't even know who she is. The main character sits down next to her and goes, hey, are you you such and such from this journal about economics? And she goes, yes, I am. Some people don't like me because of that last article I wrote up. And she goes, and she goes, no, I loved how it covered that. I love how it covered women in the economy and how important it is for us to be a part of it because women lift up the economy scene ends and we never see that journalist ever again they we don't even hear anything else they talk about just the scene ends right there and it moves on to the next bit and i was like this is clearly trying to make like it was over the top with i'm like i'm okay with you weaving in your points you want to make in the story but it just sounded like hey throw in that one bit about like women lifting up the economy and has no absolutely nothing to do with the story at all and we're just put that the, in there. the whole point of that interaction was that the mom wasn't able to approach her because that person was very i guess strict or you know scary and she doesn't like anyone so they're just trying to you know show that yeah. she's moving on she's able to interact with them you know become friends with someone that the mom couldn't actually become friends with and I guess that was a step in trying to get her respect. I didn't. I didn't read that much into it. I guess I just thought that was there was that was again. I have no problem with you like weaving in that. If that's a point you want to make in your film, that's great. I was just laughing at that because I was like, that seemed like that was clumsily, very uh, clumsily written into the dialogue. Uh, mm-hmm. So I wasn't that big of a fan of of that part. But um, yeah. So uh, I um. I can't get this box to work. You got to stop touching. I'm it. trying yeah, to, it just, just keeps cutting out of my, oh, there we go. That seems to be working. Okay. Um, now, uh, did you want to mention one last film, Tim, before? Um, no, those are the only ones I watched this week okay. and I don't want to go too deep cause I, a few of them are going to be yeah. talked about later. Well, Although crazy I'm very disappointed. Asians is your number one of the year, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. I think you know what my number one is going to be. Uh, Oh no. Okay. Never mind. 
hold that thought. Hold that thought. That's what I'm trying to say. Hold that. Damn it, Tim! You bumped the box, and now I get cut out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're trying to we're trying to get you out of the Um, podcast. There's a. There, uh, so what I saw this week, uh, I saw two of the films Tim, Tim mentioned, but I also saw Vice. And Vice is one of my favorite movies of the year. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. The performances are incredible. Completely forgot Christian Bale was acting as Dick Cheney for a majority of the film. He just he just disappears into the role. I know that's cliche to say, but he just seriously just vanishes, and you don't even realize that's that's him behind uh that you know the makeup and the weight gain he put on and whatnot to be dick cheney um but i think any american has the duty to go see this movie because there is so much i mean maybe it's obvious for a lot of people but there was so much i did not know about dick cheney uh and and i had no idea that he was like i thought he was just a vice president which as the movie goes over, I always realized, thought it was just a symbolic role. It really doesn't mean anything. You make speeches, you go to events, and you shake some hands, and you really don't have many responsibilities. And this movie goes over that in full, but it goes from it just covers all of Dick Cheney's life and the events that led up to um, that led up to the the culmination of him becoming a becoming the vice president and everything like that um i was surprised that the movie didn't have really him being the vice president in the movie was actually a very small bit towards the end it was much more about the lead up to it and just kind of the building of his empire and and respect he got in washington dc as it went along and Mm. it was just for me it was just fascinating i was just fascinated by his story and the corruption that went in behind the things he did and and how he was so much more power hungry than I ever realized like just straight up straight up power hungry and it just uh it blew me away absolutely blew me away so I can't say enough about this I thought Steve Carell Amy Adams uh Steve Carell Amy Adams um Christian Bale they were all just absolutely excellent and uh yeah, I can't say enough about them. Um, you have to, you have to go see Vice, and I love uh, Adam McKay's filmmaking style. At this point, when it comes to like his biographical dramas, he does this very like scrapbook style of filmmaking where he just pieces together different clips and and just different ideas and just goes with it. And it's such a fun watch. At one point, the 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 credits start to roll for the movie like an hour and 20 minutes in and you kind of look around and you're just like is the movie really over this is really weird but then he starts like doing as all biographical dramas end they do like little true life facts what happened after the movie ended and whatnot and the the facts started getting like really ridiculous like dick cheney became an iron man athlete and uh, went on to have a very healthy heart and now he breeds golden retriever dogs and whatnot um, so that like, he literally decided like, yeah, screw it. Let's make it look like we're ending the film right then. And then stops it. Cause you hear a phone ringing in the background and he goes and picks up that phone and there's the rest of the film is connected to that phone call. It's, it's just fascinating. The, the whole thing was done so well. Um, and it's a longer movie, but it just moves at a pace that I, I really, really enjoyed. And, uh, definitely one of my favorite movies of the year was vice so go see that movie for sure for sure um so i think that kind of rounds up uh what we're what we 
uh, watched this week. You know, it's really weird how the human body works, Tim. Because you mentioned on the <laughs> you 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 mentioned on tell me more. You mentioned on Trello. You wanted to talk about me on Saturday watching the Chiefs game, and um, I I don't understand how this happened. Like I took like twelve shots at the Chiefs game uh, during the Chiefs game, and I was. I ended up perfectly pretty fine by the end of the day. Like I had a little bit of headache, but I wasn't like ever super gone or anything like that. But today after after Vice, I uh I used one of those movies where you're like, damn, I need to have a beer after this because that was like just very revealing about the American the nature of America's government. It was kind of depressing towards the end. So you want to go have a beer and I had one beer at this bar and I am still feeling it. I don't know what's going on. I think that's called being a lightweight, Max. It might be. I don't. Well, I took twelve. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. I took twelve shots on Saturday. I think. Hey. I think Papa Liedem watered down those shots. <laughs> you stop that. <laughs> you stop that right now. Um, so yeah, it is, it's weird. It's weird. I have like a headache, and it's worse. It's worse. Um, so that's what we watched this week, and it's time to dive into our. <laughs> <laughs> car alarm starts going off immediately after uh, I start that. Um, it's time to... St- nope, that's yours now. We're hearing it. <laughs> there is so many car alarms going off. It's time to dive in to the news. So it was announced today that Mission Impossible is going to have two sequels back to back. What? Filmed back to back and directed by Christopher McQuarrie. I missed this. Yeah, just announced today. Uh, like I don't, I don't know if the films are going to be connected. These just as the other ones have, just being sequels and not really necessarily carrying on a storyline, just having a different mission each time, or if this is going to be kind of like a two part. Who knows? Two part ender to the Mission Impossible franchise. I hope not, because I love it. I absolutely loved Fallout. That was a, just an incredible movie. Um, but yeah, they just announced that they're going to do two more of those back to back. What do you guys think, Tim? Uh, I loved Fallout. I thought it was a. It, it's it's also probably going to be mentioned more later on uh, my top ten list. But um, no, that's exciting because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at the release dates for the last few Mission Impossibles. It's like one every four years, something like that. Um, so being able to film two at the same time, kind of like you know the whole Infinity War where they had one release one year and then another one the next, um, that makes me excited because we're going to have more Mission Impossible films and Tom Cruise isn't going to be able to do this much longer because he's in his 60s, I believe. Um, yeah, he's 60 years old. Yeah, Tell so... I know it's incredible. Uh, no, I like that idea because Scientology. The, exactly. Keeping them fresh and young, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see that? <laughs> but, goddamn Church of Scientology is putting up a giant sign on a on a building in the KC skyline, and it's going to be right there, and and then a part of the skyline now. As you're driving into the city, there's going to be a huge Church of Scientology sign that will be very visible for anyone coming into the city. I'm sure that won't be up very long. Well, I would hope not, but. You never know. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, too, Tim. I Mission Impossible is my... Wait, f- excited for the billboard? Yeah, excited for the Church of Scientology <laughs> uh, sign. Um, I'm just... I, I The last three Mission Impossible movies, uh, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout, are connected films mm-hmm. and, uh, like, carrying one story on from the other. They aren't just really individual. Yep. 
um, so like probably my one of my favorite trilogies of all time. I they just amped up the action and Tom Cruise is, I, I believe, a hundred percent right in saying you know there's so much more gravitas i suppose to the film when the actors are committing to doing these stunts and tom you mm-hmm. know goes out there and does them every time and i and i think you really see him acting in moments where he might not be as comfortable as he wishes to be and i think it brings you in and they've just upped the ante every single time yeah. and have brought the action more and more and more and the it just gets in more intense every time and you start to care for these characters more mm-hmm. so as they put themselves in the line of fire you get terrified and, uh, it's and that's great. what I like about the Mission Impossible movies because like other movie series that they continue to make films they get worse and worse while Mission Impossible has gotten better and better in my opinion I agree I think I think that's 100% accurate Tanner uh, and Charlie do you guys have any thoughts on the two sequels they got announced you big Mission Impossible fans right um, actually I haven't watched a Mission Impossible movie since MI3 so I don't really I at that point I kind of checked out of Mission Impossible and uh, just kind of assumed that whatever came afterwards is just going to be Cash grab action, Tom Cruise, and I wasn't really too interested in that. You were wrong, man. You are so wrong. Let me tell you, too. Dad, I'm gonna have to check him out. Dad just bought check all six. Out. Dad just bought all six the Mission Impossible collection on Blu-ray, and uh, it looks like he pulled the trigger a little early. There's we seven now, right? Fallout six. was seven. No, there's six. Yeah, six. Mission MI six. MI one, MI two, MI three, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout. Yeah. So the next two are gonna be seven and eight. All right, math, math checks, math out. checks yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> um, we count those up. But yeah, come over and watch those with us. I, I would be more happy to watch every one of them with you again. I love. Oh them. yeah, I'll have to. I'll have I, to check them out. Definitely. I have the one through five, I guess, box set. I haven't bought Fallout yet. Um, mm. Have you watched? Wait for that to go on sale. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. It's so good. Um, I liked it a lot. I love the series. I like Tom Cruise as an actor. I don't know about him as a person I, he seems like a good person I, seems like a good person who some, has his own weird wacko beliefs but. accusations against him recently regarding his role in Scientology which oh. you're not going to get into the weeds with that but um, yeah. so that's weird but yeah I, I'm definitely hyped about having more I think after Fallout I feel like there was kind of this vibe with it where like they could have ended it there or there was sort of this almost conclusive feeling to it, but I don't think I would have been satisfied if that was the last one. So I would have liked one more Two might be pushing it. But I mean, if they, if they have keep kept up the quality that these last three have, then I mean, by all means go for it. I, I think it speaks a lot to the series where you're like, do I want for me? It's like, do I want more or do I not? Because I was happy with the Fallout ending, and I just I I don't want to see these characters put in the line of fire again and possibly getting killed off. Uh, that's because I just care about the characters that much. I think that speaks to the film series mm-hmm. a ton uh, it, more than anything. I mean, you put Benji in any type of danger, and I'm going to. I, I think he's the only character I really care about. <laughs> I love Benji so much, but I love Ethan too, and then I love Luther. Yeah. I love all of them, man. I, I don't yeah. want them, I don't want any of them in the line of fire. So uh, I'm, I'm glad they brought Rebecca Ferguson back for. Oh, Fallout. she's great. She's great. Yeah. She has great chemistry with Tom Cruise um, as well. So hopefully she's super she hot. shows up. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> hopefully she shows up more. Because um, it seemed like there was almost this 
kind of revolving door of women in the franchise. Like yeah. MI3 had uh, it was very what was her name? Ma- Maggie Q, I think, is the actress yeah. who was an MI3. She was gone. Then they had um, Paula Patton in Ghost Protocol. Who was in the second? It was uh, Thandie Newton. Thandie Newton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Paul Patton in Ghost Protocol. Then yeah. she wasn't in Rogue Nation. But then Rebecca Ferguson actually came back. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I mean, that's one thing that 007 doesn't really do, bring back a lot of the same characters. Yeah. Well, and Ethan Hunt is just, he's just not a womanizer. Um, right. So the di- the dynamic is different, but it did have that Bond problem of just not really keeping any yeah. female characters consistent I guess I films. never realized right. that Mission Impossible is kind of America's James Bond series, really. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if once Tom Cruise decides to hang it up that they get someone else to play in Ethan Hunt. I could see Jeremy Renner taking over if they bring him back. Oh, well, yeah, Jeremy Renner wasn't in the last yeah, one. Yeah, but he was in that Bourne movie that was awful. Yeah. The Bourne, well, the, Bourne Supremacy. The yeah. reason he wasn't in no, the... No, uh, Legacy. Legacy, yeah. Supremacy oh, yeah. was the second yeah, one. He was, yeah, they were trying to pass the torch off to... And, but apparently they're thinking about running like another sequel to Legacy. They're doing like the doing a side by side thing. Please don't, because Born, right? That was the name of the fourth one. I think it was yeah. Jason, Jason Bourne. Bourne. Also really bad. Yeah, it was it just a complete rehash of the first three. I think. Yeah, not, yeah. not really, not nearly as good. Did you as see it, Charles? Three. Yeah, I saw it in theaters actually. Did with you my like parents. it? Um, I actually thought it was okay. I thought it was okay, um, but I, I did fall asleep. Yeah, I did fall asleep. In the <laughs> I thought it was so, good, but um, yeah, I, mean, I was also asleep for half of it. That's really all I can say. Is that I fell asleep at the oh. towards, I don't know, maybe the last uh, thirty minutes or so. No, I was I was massively just, disappointed I mean, with it. It was all right. It's it's it it was what I kind of expected it to be. Honestly, speaking sure. of uh, spy films, of sorts, um, uh, assassin films, films to do with people who don't want to be known for what they do movies john wick 3 got a new poster today oh, oh. Uh, and i actually really liked the way it looked they they've killed it with this john wick series i've just i've loved the first and second one i thought they were both amazing and i couldn't be more excited for uh, john wick 3 of course i'm also terrified that john wick will meet his end in one of these and i hope that's not the case i hope he as, rides off into the sunset as long as the dog survives i'm okay the dog is probably going to survive. I doubt they'd kill off the dog twice, um, but I've I've really enjoyed these, and uh, they really seem to have captured the overall atmosphere of what they're going for with John Wick Three. Of course, I mean, there's a stern-looking John Wick outside of the Continental. Uh, what is it? The yeah, the the hotel where all yeah. the assassins. The Continental. The Continental, yeah. Uh, meet bed and breakfast. Yeah, I, I'm. I do take. I do take a the little bit B&B. of umbrage with. Uh, John Wick, be, John Wick three being titled, it's not John Wick three. Uh, Parabellum. It's right? like John Wick Parabellum. Parabola. Yeah, they did John Wick chapter one, John Wick chapter two. Oh, well, hold on, did they decide to rename it? Because on IMDb it's John Wick chapter three. They made it's have just... John Wick Endgame. <laughs> they apparently, it looks like they've renamed it to John Wick chapter three, which I like because I'm very OCD about that. And I don't want to have on my movie shelf John Wick Chapter 1, John Wick Chapter 2, John Wick Parabellum, and not not a mention of the chapters at all. I would be, I would not like that. It's so. like a book. Do you remember the, were you aware of all of like the whole renaming fiasco with them? What the hell was that? 
Wrecked Ralph. Um, the Sicario sequel. Uh, yeah. How like, originally it was Soldado, then it was Sicario 2 Soldado, and then it became Sicario 2 Day of the Soldado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just get <laughs> the worst title. You know, we don't have enough words in our title. Let's um, add a few more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The poster so looks John Wick 3 yeah. Soldado. Yeah. yeah. The poster looks great. It's got that great, like, red and blue. I like how radiant look in the back. I like how everything's backwards. Yeah. Like he's looking in, even yeah. the the date that's going to be released. Yeah, it's very artsy. I, I very much, very much like that. They're going to buy that poster. It and looks like they room. left him out in the rain. I'm not okay with that. He's a nice guy. Keanu Reeves is a really <laughs> nice guy. He's a great guy. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's John Wick Chapter Three. You can definitely go check that out on. On the Googs uh, and see that see that that poster. Um, Netflix price hike that's going from uh, eleven dollars to thirteen bucks. Is that a problem for any of you? I share an account with like seven people, so well, yeah. It's becoming yeah. increasingly not worth it. To really, have Netflix. It's an Office subscription for me, first and foremost. <laughs> right, I pay, I pay monthly to own the Office DVDs and Parks and Recreation and rewatch. I don't know. They they just uh, added all three Indiana Jones. I think there comes a point where they really need to. If they, someone brought this up, like if Netflix just stopped pushing all their crap shows and movies and like just like focused in on like twenty of them and like just dumped a lot of resources and money into like twenty movies and. And like you know, ten TV shows. Oh my God, Netflix would be. That's what made Netflix super popular because they had like every show and movie that came out was actually pretty quality on there. And now it's like we're gonna have four hundred, five hundred pieces of original content coming to Netflix in one year. And like, how am I even supposed to keep up to date with this? Because you don't promote any of them. Like we're just we're supposed to show up on Netflix one day and they're there. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's some of their stuff is real crap nowadays i'm curious how netflix values their original films like if they base it off of subscriptions retained when originals released or if it's new subscriptions that matter to them um probably a little bit of both because yeah. there's no box office there's equivalent some, right there's probably so, some sort of algorithm yeah to, i the, just to wonder maximize how the qu- I mean, do you know anyone who got a Netflix subscription to specifically watch a Netflix original film? Um, not maybe. I a could film. see a TV show, for a TV like show, House of Cards, and Daredevil, oh, and maybe. stuff like that. Definitely, people people got subscriptions yeah. for that. Movies, I don't think Okja there, brought in that much of a pull. Their their TV shows are really good. I heard too. I heard that too. Their their TV uh, shows are South way Korean better. Another South Korean filmmaker, by the way. I don't remember that director's name, but. Guys need to get on the South Korean cinema game. Apparently, <laughs> I'm not a big subtitles guy. Well, stop being a wiener. That's why do I like they, Dragon Ball Z. So do much. some reading. Then do they have, have Gangnam have Style? To... Do they play that? No, gong. No. Oh no. Uh, no. It's a deal breaker, huh? Yeah, <laughs> huge deal breaker for me. If every film doesn't end with Gangnam Style, then uh, <laughs> what? What are we even here for? Doesn't what have we been working does not towards? Deserve a watch. If I can't scuba, um. Office reference. You see that, is that? A, that's a, that is an office reference. Tanner, uh, did you see they released a new Godzilla film on Netflix? It's animated, though. Yeah, that's actually the third. I didn't realize they were kind of making a series of them. It's Godzilla 3, so I'm thinking about watching those, too. Um, the Godzillas. I heard Godzilla, God. the Godzilla, the first one was pretty good. No? Well, Dude, you're the expert on like Godzilla. None of those movies are good. Not good. 
I'm surprised you don't have a Godzilla Funko Pop. I've wanted one. They they sell them. I know. I I found the jumbo sized ones that were like twenty bucks. I'm not gonna spend twenty bucks on a Funko Pop. But it's it's like ten inches. Hey, you know what? Maybe maybe your fans will buy one for you. One day maybe. we'll get a PO box. Someone will we'll we'll just podcast and people will send us shit for free. It's gonna be great. Um, did you guys watch the <laughs> Spider Man Homecoming or not? Damn it! Far from home. Far from home trailer. Did you guys watch the Spider Man Far from Home trailer? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, did you? Yes, I did. You did. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I uh, lots of thoughts on that. I can't. Well, first of all, Spider Man Homecoming is <laughs> one of my. No, I really mean Homecoming this time. I didn't accidentally say that. Spider-Man and Homecoming is probably my favorite of the Marvel movies. Um, oh. I've watched that so many times. I throw it on all the time in the background. Um, and I absolutely love that movie. It's so good. Uh, I love Tom Holland's portrayal of Spider-Man. I love the very small feeling of it. I love the neighborhood aspect, which is something I've wanted them to tackle forever. Yeah. It's just like the neighbor, the neighborhood thing. Not like some big mega villain and cataclysmic world-ending events I that Spider-Man's had to face all the other movies. So I was really excited uh, with that in Homecoming. So going into this, I was very, very much looking forward to it. And I'm happy to report, I'm, I'm so far I'm happy with the, the overall feel of the movie. It looks like there's some great humor in it. The, Tom Holland is killing it again as Spider-Man. It's going to be interesting since he's going to Europe. And being Spider-Man as well, uh, got a little Jake Gyllenhaal action. What'd you boys think of the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer? It was a trailer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks like a superhero movie. I thought it was going to be more of the same, I, I imagine, as it's going to be just like all the other superhero movies. I think you're being big, a big, little... Big bad guy, good guy beats bad guy, everyone's happy. End of story. I feel like you're being yeah. a little dismissive of the superhero. <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, not really. There's some interesting bits every character offers that is more than just the villain that they're facing and defeating them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes it unique and fun to watch. That's why these do so well. Yeah, they, they, they give them different names, but they all do the same thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't recall Batman being able to shoot webs from his arms. No, no he shoots guns now. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. He does. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Tanner, what do you think of the Spider-Man trailer? I mean, it looks, it looks, it looks, uh, looks like, looks like Spider-Man. <laughs> I really liked Homecoming too. Um, we got there eventually. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is it gets to a point where I'm aware enough about movies, just kind of hearing news about it ahead of time, to where like I'm on board already. Trailers don't do a whole lot for me. If it's I was already looking forward to this, so you, nothing about yeah, the trailer are going really... to be up all night watching the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer whenever that drops. Sure, because we don't get information about Star Wars ahead of time. Mm, that's true. Okay, usually, yep. like we'll know who's in it, but they've played everything very close to the chest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, but I mean, I was gonna go see Far From Home no matter what. Um, Mysterio looks really great on screen. Uh, kind of a left field villain pick. Apparently, that's like yeah. one of Spider-Man fans. I, I, oh, Spider-Man's sure. one of my favorite heroes, but to be honest, I know very little of anything about Mysterio. No, he's definitely... Right. Uh, I, people like him, I, but it's just not one of the villains you would expect. Like, much in the same as Vulture. Like, kind of a 
mm-hmm. B level Spider-Man villain, if not C level. Sure, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Mysterio. I'd actually say, yeah, Mysterio is probably lower lower list because something i always admired about spider-man why people love spider-man is that his rogues gallery like almost everyone can name a handful of his villains right and and mostly the animal ones are right up there so vulture and lizard and all them um so i didn't that's why i probably don't really recognize mysterio too much so i was surprised they decided to go with mysterio um um, as the main villain but I f- yeah i feel like i know more or less exactly how this film is going to play out I saw that comment on Reddit too that predicted it. The, well, the, that the, that if you Mysterio, know anything about Mysterio, yeah. there's only one direction this yeah, can go this, in. That Mysterio's making all those elemental villains in there and he's just defeating them to look good. Right. And yeah. That's like, well, that's actually whole, exactly um, what's going to happen. Isn't yeah. It? Probably. <laughs> that's, 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 spoiler. That's exactly what's. Yeah. Spoiler already because that's pretty much almost 100% so sure. So, Mysterio, what's his background in, in the comics traditionally is that he was like a failed actor and. Mm-hmm. visual effects guy so he does a lot of his his threat comes from just illusions and kind of messing with yep. spider-man that way but he's not really any kind of a a threat once you get through that um although um it's interesting in the trailer that you see mysterio doing what looks like kind of the mcu version of magic yeah, where he's got those little glyphs that appear. Very much Doctor so Strange is Mysterio. Is he actually magic in this film, or could the explanation be like he saw? Oh, and he's, he's he saw Doctor Strange and what magic looks like, and he's just copying that in his illusions. And he's flying. That's too. what and he, I can would guess. he can fly. But is that part of the illusion? I think this is the problem with Mysterio in bringing it to a live action film. Is that? It is really, 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 really going to strain credulity when they reveal that it was all an illusion because there are so many things you then have to account for for him being able to time everything right. Because when you see Spider-Man, um, the the water elemental thing kind of like runs yeah. into him and knocks him over and gets him wet. So obviously something physically did interact with him that wasn't just like a an illusion right yeah but he's probably gonna gonna say i'd imagine he's mysterio had like a little water jet by the bridge to shoot water i don't imagine like he anticipated (laughs) that happening i I have to imagine yeah i have to imagine he's probably some sort of like magic i thought i thought one of his other things was he would kind of drug people with you know different chemicals so then they would see different things yeah like he's got it's just all tricks right yeah but yeah. It's, it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do i will say i uh anything that jake gyllenhaal is in i'm i'm like always on board with i i couldn't help i couldn't help myself when i was watching the trailer though because jake gyllenhaal is a very serious actor he take i assume he takes himself seriously all of his roles have been serious dramas for as long as i can remember except his first role which was city slickers where he played a little boy and was in it for about five seconds. But, um, oh, that's actually a really funny thing, which, sure, millions of other people did this. I was watching a YouTube video, and it had, like, Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Jake Gyllenhaal and some other actor, and they were answering, like, Google questions. Have you seen those videos where they pull away the search bar, and it shows, like, what their most searched things are for them? No. And they answer each one. Oh, it's really good. They're really, they're really cool. Um, but one of them was, what was your first movie? And Jake Gyllenhaal didn't even know what his first movie was. And I was, like, shouting at the screen. It was City Slickers, you dumb! Because uh, City Slickers is one of my favorite movies. I've never heard 
If I ever meet him, I'm going to bring it up. I'm like, dude, I know what your first movie is, and you can't even remember it. What the hell? But uh, I couldn't help myself, though. Like, at the beginning of the trailer, where he's like, you don't want to be here. And then he, like, like, pushes his (laughs) arms out like this, and, like, little beams come flying out of his hands. And I'm just imagining Jake Gyllenhaal on set pretending to shoot beams out of his hands. And for me, like, I'm just like... This kind of seems like this is a little below what Jake Gyllenhaal would do as an actor, perform as a superhero guy. But more and more actors are doing this probably because it's a lot of fun, I imagine, to pretend and do this more yeah. and take themselves a little less seriously. It's always fun to make a lot he's, of money. Uh, yeah. It's true. It's he's, true. He's got it in him to do sillier or more comedic. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, mm-hmm. His interviews, Night he's Nightcrawler isn't like a ha-ha comedy, but have you seen Nightcrawler? Mm-hmm. He's, gr- he's great in that. He's kind of funny, he's too. He's quirky. Yeah. He's weird. Yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he's just an incredible actor. He's He's really, really good. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i excited to see what he does here and uh, in, in his first in his first uh, superhero role. I just It just did crack me up. He seemed like you'd be the last person to be in a superhero movie. But. Now, what do you think about the fact that he apparently turned down the Batman to be in this movie? Um... I honestly oh, don't know. I, how does it make you feel, Max? Honestly, Tanner. That like, makes me happy. Here's the thing. Uh, with DC, I just I just fly by the seat of my pants. I'm not like, I'm done with like the whole like, you know, predicting who's going to be who and what. I'm like, until like they start cranking out films that are really good that make me, a you know, a diehard fan, like super excited to see. You, you say that as if you're not already there. I, I I'm like but but I'm not because I I really could care less who they're thinking about casting as the Batman. I want to see a movie be good. I think it's still Ben Affleck, so I'm, that's why I'm not excited. I still think it's going to be Ben. I I think it's He's still going to be fine him. as Batman. He's it's fine just as Batman. The, the writing they're, behind it's Batman. actually going to be Henry Cavill. Yeah, they're going to do over. the whole CW switch over nah. with a mustache. I just uh, yeah. I just with I mustache. yeah I I I'm not really interested in that whole thing because i just think ben is gonna end up being batman and if he's not batman and they go with some like it takes place in the past and then they don't connect it to the dceu i uh... just like i i'm wait i'm at the wait and see thing matt reeves was hired almost three years ago oh, on the batman and he has not done a joseph damn thing. gordon lovett yeah they should robin right because yeah yeah and the end of the dark knight rises mm-hmm. that's his middle name or whatever yeah uh, what's the guy's name from um, Beautiful Boy and um, Timothy Chalamet? He should be Batman. That seems a little young. Just kind of this wispy, like, <laughs> this wispy Batman, Batman in the corner, like uh. He's super, super skinny. <laughs> I don't want to fight. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. Apparently, ja- Josh Gad though posted a picture the other day of uh, a GIF of the penguin, um, and he had some he had some little caption with that, and he's been mentioning. The Penguin for like years now. Maybe like, a sequel to Mr. Popper's Penguins. Maybe that's Danny it. Danny DeVito's the only Penguin. But I mean, I'd be excited to see that if that's the main villain. But yeah, uh, that's that was the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Definitely I do want to add one other thing. I don't know if this is anything worth noting, but uh, a lot of John Favreau, no Robert Downey Jr. in the trailer. In Spider-Man Far From Home? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they didn't want to spend like $150 million on just having Robert Downey Jr. on set. because Iron Man's going to die in Endgame. Yep. He probably will. Did You know what's really funny is, actually, I don't know if he will. He's going to. Did you? Okay, so 
So if I was a betting man and I'm not, it's, I would put money down. I would. It's actually I'm not. I think it's already been spoiled uh, by by Robert Downey Jr. himself. He presented at an Audi thing. He was went to this Audi car show and he presented a car and he goes, "This car is driven by Tony Stark in Endgame," and I'm really excited to show it. I'm like, "It's driven by Tony Stark in Endgame." He's on a damn ship in space, so like flashback does he come back to earth when and it's struggling let me just hop in my audi real quick and drive into the battle you don't think he's going to meet up with the rest of the team at any point in this movie not in a moment would be appropriate for him to be in an audi he's gonna have why would he drive an audi why would he not be in his iron man suit at that point when he meets up with them what if they're like iron man we need you to quickly make it to the other side of town (laughs) you don't have your suit on you I think it totally. I it's think like hmm, accident- a car might work in this situation. I think he accidentally totally let it slip that his character lives because I'm like I'm thinking I'm like, is no. there any just any circumstance? Do you think the, the movie's t- gonna end with him like fucking burning rubber off into the sunset? No, I, I I One I think the movie ride. might end with him pulling up in an Audi to his wedding with Pepper Potts. Nah, dog. I don't know. He's doornails. I do, I don't know about that man because him you, and Cap. You would think. I mean, like they literally leaked. Everyone dies in Infinity War. Like Mark Ruffalo accidentally said that, so I don't imagine that's. Uh... Well, because if you're familiar with the Infinity storyline, like, but he he wasn't supposed to say that, and he just totally said it. But there's no surprises here, is all yeah. I'm saying. Anyways, that was the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, and uh, yeah, I think we're gonna move on because Charlie does not watch these movies very much, <laughs> and uh, he's he's about had it with the superhero talk. No, I love it. Um, Let's keep going. Yeah. Um, so that's going to do our uh, do it with our In the News segment. We're going to move on to our next segment here, and that is a Cinemastic review. Of what? Oh, Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. <laughs> <laughs> here, hold on. That was the wrong back. answer. We'll go back. In. We'll go back <laughs> right. and we'll try it again. Um, so I watched Bandersnatch. I know Chuck did. I know Tanner did. And I know Tim did. I did one playthrough of it. And, uh, yeah. Charlie, what'd you think of Bandersnatch? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I know a lot of people were, a lot of people's complaints, a lot of people's complaints was that, um, that they, they kind of just wish that it was just a regular movie. And I can get that, um, but if it was like a regular movie, then it would have basically just been another episode of Black Mirror. So I don't necessarily yeah. really understand the gripe with that. Um, I mean, I guess if you didn't know what it was going into it and then you had to make all these decisions and stuff, I could see that being a little irritating. But I loved it, and I think I, I, think I got most of the endings. I, I yeah. just kept well, going back. really and, only like three endings right i think there's five there's there's a legitimate endings yeah uh because it's because each the endings are when they say like oh one out of five stars or two out of five stars like those are and then those are endings in themselves yeah and then it goes back to where you can choose a different path to try and get what they deem as what i assume is the perfect ending right yeah or the real i think the intent which is the netflix ending right no i think the because intent... when it's the one dude's um daughter oh yes like 20 years later and they're talking about her making a netflix 
right film version of it that's right. the only ending that played a credit sequence while i was watching right. it which leads me to believe like yeah, okay that, this is the actual ending that yeah that i think that is the five out of five yeah um but i mean yes. there's there's a ton of different endings based on the the way that you choose it's just those are the act the where they go one out of five stars those are like mm-hmm. the actual like possible endings i believe yeah um right but i loved it and uh I don't know if you guys played through and and took the acid. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh my lord, dude, that was giving me some serious panic attacks. <laughs> um, dude. <laughs> oh man, I can't remember what it, what's the dude with glasses. Um, he was in Revenant. Um, uh, yeah. That is uh, Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Will Poulter's character. Yeah. Uh, when they were on acid and. He just started going super in depth his about his eyes started melting. His eyes looked all weird and he, he just the way that he was talking, I was just like, Holy crap, if I was on acid, this would seriously <laughs> freak me out if someone was saying this to me. Like yeah. this would give me a terrible trip. And yeah. then lo and behold, it was a terrible trip and freaked me out super hard. That whole that whole scene really freaked me out. Um but overall I, I freaking I freaking loved it. I thought it was genius. It's, you know, yeah. it's what I expect from Black Mirror. I, I loved it. I think that's cool that it gave you such a strong emotional reaction to it in terms of like all the things that they were talking about and whatnot. Having never watched a single episode of Black Mirror going into this, but also knowing what Black Mirror was about, I was excited to watch it. Um, I was definitely intrigued. Probably, I mean, just because I haven't seen any Black Mirror, I was maybe more intrigued to see it than... A lot of others just because I had no idea really what to expect with it uh, other than, you know, for it to be really, really weird. Um, I did one playthrough of it. I got one ending and that was enough for me. Uh, I will say in terms of the way the, the production and in terms of it being kind of groundbreaking for a film to do something like this, I commend it. I think it'd be so much fun to do this with, with different properties like Batman and and no and uh, any other type of thing like that. Even it's though there's a Telltale video, game. Even though there, yeah, there's video games that are that yeah. are choose your own like choose your own decision, choose your own adventure type of thing. I wouldn't mind seeing it like at a TV show form or something like that at all. I think that would be very very interesting. Um, for me though, I thought the I felt like it felt more like a video game than a movie, and I felt like it was it felt kind of like just a TV show episode and, and less like a movie as well. Um, I didn't really have any, I, none of the characters really resonated with me. And, uh, you know, for me, I always, when I saw it, I thought that they were kind of being really weird just for the sake of being weird as, cause I know Black Mirror's expectations are. And I was like, you know, I, some of these things, some of these results I felt like were unnecessary. And that at one point, at some point I just wonder when like Black Mirror just like, you know, let's let's do a story that doesn't end when someone's like super gruesome death or something like that. And maybe that does happen. Maybe that happens quite often in the show, but no, they, they and, yeah. and I'm just like, when is it like, they're just being weird for weird sake. And it's not, it makes me, I, sometimes I don't enjoy that. It's I don't, I wouldn't say they're just being weird for weird sake. I mean, all the black mirror episodes are mainly focusing on a particular technology that we currently have in our day to day lives and then pushing it to the extreme of, you know, what it could be in the future, how it could affect everyone's lives. And it just 
completely changes your the way you look at that said technology. Um, I wouldn't say weird is a good word, maybe bizarre, um, just because it really opens up the creativity of what... I believe weird is a synonym for bizarre. Yeah, they're kind of similar. <laughs> I don't know. No, just, bizarre is a little bit I'm more I'm just intense. trying to think. It, yeah, I would agree. Weird just doesn't seem right to me. But, I mean, it, it completely changes your outlook on the way you look at technology. Uh, I mean, for example, there's one episode where the the whole focus is a social media app where you rate every single encounter that you have with everyone. Oh, um, that's a great episode. It is. It oh, is. it's so good. Yeah. But, I mean, you use that. Like, if your rating is above a 4.5, then you get a huge discount on an apartment. If not, then you don't. And then That sounds like China. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were talking about, the whole social yeah, currency. That is not horrifying. social currency, but... Right. Social status or something. But I mean, there's... What's it called? I don't know, but yeah. A lot of the stuff that actually is discussed is in the works today, and you can see it in different areas of life, which is crazy. It's part of a tradition of speculative, um, cautionary sci-fi. This is something like a lot of early science fiction kind of got into the weeds with. Um, Part of Black Mirror often just kind of feels technophobic to me. Um, I don't think computers are scary. Uh, But you should. Bandersnatch is different in that regard because it's not really focused around. I mean, the video game's the center of it, but it's not about that. It deals with a lot of other wacky Mm -hmm. concepts like alternate realities and um yeah quantum immortality that kind of thing is all in there Mm -hmm. what's the character is it wolf holter's character's name is colin or something i believe yeah i I thought it some people because i uh i didn't feel like watching the whole thing over again and clicking through different things and whatnot but i uh i did see that um apparently wolf holter's character when he's killed and and one of the bits there where again like he gets whacked over the head with like a, a desk ornament or something like that of some kind like a trophy I think or I think he can get stabbed. No, he didn't. He he he, the, well, he was gonna stab him and he said, "Oh, don't stab me. That that stings a bit. Hit me over the head with something blunt." So people were thinking that Will Poulter actually has fallen in. His character had fallen into that banner snatch thing as well where he has he knows all these different paths and like some people think essentially colin dying there is him starting over his game and type of thing so well, that's interesting because more... i did not see that in my watch through I, oh, didn't, I didn't see that i did not see for that me my... colin jumped off the balcony and that's how he died but, yeah yeah but that's oh man that was so scary i, yeah. I saw <sighs> that um but that's something he talks about during the acid trip basically is that i didn't see because the of alternate realities mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you die in this one, a version of you is still alive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's he, why he's very unconcerned about anything that happens because he's just kind of like, oh, well, there's other me's out there. Yeah, he basically yeah. compares it to like how Pac-Man works. Like you go in one side and you come out the other side and it, it's it's super, oh, yeah, super he heavy material. And just comes right back to life. <laughs> yeah. I, and it's, oh, man. I, I yeah. don't know if I, I don't know if I'm like a proper judge of this because this it's the show itself and <coughs> I could just tell you right now the show itself and like the things that they cover just isn't really for me it's just not something I would really enjoy and I, judging off Bandersnatch it's, it's, it holds it's, true it, I mean it's an interesting thing that they did Black Mirror is not for everybody yeah it, it really isn't it pushes 
it, it it's it's almost mentally exhausting right. to watch Black Mirror, it, um, it, the show and the movie even. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just seems like it gives you a sick feeling. It's it makes not a f- binge watchable show. You watch one to two episodes and you have to take a break. They're longer episodes too. They're like yeah. an hour and twenty minutes or something. Yeah. They're basically right. feature length episodes. Yeah, each each episode is more or less like a movie. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a short movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not for everybody. And I can see why people um, you know, wouldn't like it because it does I mean, it pushes you. It pushes you to the limit yeah. when you mm-hmm. watch these things. And what I really liked about Bandersnatch too is that there is a time limit on your decisions. You can't just yeah. sit there and like actually think like, yep. oh, which one do I want to do? It's like, hey, oh, which one of us should jump, me or you? And then it pops up and it's like, yeah, and you're just like, oh, sh- well, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you, yeah. you know. And then yeah, it just yeah, it's it's it actually kept me engaged because yeah. a lot of a lot of the times movies, you know, I'll. I find myself like, oh, you know, I don't, do I want to sit down and watch like a two and a half hour movie? Like, I don't know if I want to really commit to that. And sometimes, you know, I just trail off like halfway through a movie or something. And I'll be yeah. like, you know what? I don't really feel like finishing this right yeah. now. Cause it's just mm-hmm. not, Especially it doesn't home, get me you know, a lot of distractions and whatnot. Yeah. But with Bandersnatch, that's not really an option. Like yeah. you are engaged the entire time that you're watching it. And that's, yeah. that's part of the reason why I really liked it as well. Yeah. I um yeah, and something else I would say too that I, I did like that I, again I thought it was just fascinating. It, it seems like it was maybe simple enough to do, but I did think it was cool, you know, when you pick your cereal, that cereal comes up on a commercial later. And yep. when you pick your music, like the character himself actually says like what music he listens to is the music you picked out and stuff. I thought that was just kind of cool little bits that just make you appreciate more what they were doing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, yeah, I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. No. Well, let's go around the table here. Does anyone have anything else they want to say about Banner Snatch before we rate it? I, I think I mostly align with you. Um, I appreciate just the uniqueness of it um, and how well it pulled it off. Um, but as like a narrative, like uh, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I, I have to agree. That's why, I mean, I will give Banner Snatch a 6 out of 10 because I think... And not in a traditional sense that, like, uh, that a six out of ten would normally, you know, say. I'm just I'm giving it a six, like, you know, ten ten out of ten on execution of its. I feel like of its decision making and whatnot, and and its kind of groundbreaking new way to make a movie and to view a movie. Uh, but yeah, again, it, same with you, Tanner, with the the characters and the overall story it just didn't grab me and that's probably just because i just don't think black mirror is for me um but yeah so it still gets a six out of ten it's still worth a watch to just experience it uh, when you can one thing that just kind of frustrated me is that it didn't let everything kind of play out to the full extent it could and i mean that's a restriction of i guess just being you know a movie and there's only so many things they can film and there's only so many branches they can you know work in but there's sometimes you make a choice where bandersnatch does no like go back pick something else yeah and it's like well that's what i wanted can we see how that plays out though it's like no 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 (laughs) not at all pick something else you idiot yeah and that kind of there were a few points where I got really frustrated because... It kept making you go back. Yeah. Uh, I, I, 
I guess I'm a little confused because there are options like that where they do say like that made the wrong decision. You should have done this, but then yeah. the at least when that happened to me, it seemed like it did show what happened. Like one of the first decisions yeah. that you can make is the guy wants to basically put a team around you and right. crank out the game right. super fast. Right. And your decision is yes, you want to, or no, you don't want to. And I picked yes. Right. And right then, off the yeah. bat. Will like, Poulter's character is like, I'm sorry, mate. Whatever his weird Made the wrong choice, is. mate. Yeah. Right. But then, then it shows you being all sad and like And then the game ends up sucking game. or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then it starts you over and then you get back to that decision and then I picked yes a second time because when he's talking to the people, it's I like, want to say yes, damn Well, it. there's this interesting thing where it's like they kind of remember remember oh, yeah. things they said. Like they kind of just sort of know things that they yeah. shouldn't have, right, in that timeline. They're like, okay, so maybe things are a little different this time. Let's <laughs> let's pick yes again. Yes and then, again. And then, then the movie's like, no. <laughs> like, we already told you this. no. <laughs> like, I was like, oh. why did you tease me with this yeah. aspect? And that, again, doesn't really play out a lot either. I think that's more of like a meta thing. Like, see, you, the viewer, you know better. So when you make a different decision. Well, eh. I think it kind of goes back to like the whole – or what Colin says when he's on acid about how there's different versions of himself and they kind of, you know, remember certain right. parts of their old lives or whatnot. But I right. think it's just a, a, a callback to that or a foreshadow to that, I guess, in, in this instance. I didn't always like the options I was presented with. Right. Because like, the main character is just, just a neurotic mess. And, like, anytime he freaks out, it's like your options are, like, break computer or scream at dad. And it's like, can I not just like chill the fuck out for like a minute? Yeah. Is that not an option? No, you not must if you're a neurotic mess. Chill yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Not if you're going other. insane. But then sometimes he fights the decision, or and I think that would have been interesting is if the movie progressed, it actually became more straightforward. And even though like you can present options, like he fights back in a way and kind of maybe gains some autonomy as it goes on. I think that could have been cool if it flipped it against the audience, but well, I mean, I he definitely he tries. Yeah, he, he tries. Kind of tries to fight it a little bit. And I honestly that was I think if I was to say there's a disappointing thing in the movie, I'd say the one disappointment would be that it, the character becomes aware that he's being controlled. Yeah. Like I kind of wish that they went a different direction with that. Yeah. And he never, cause there's some weird parts where he's just like, Oh, who's controlling me and blah, blah. blah. And then you gotta, yeah. you know, pick whatever choice you're, you're, right. you know, opted in. I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy that part so much. Just him like knowing that he's being controlled. I kind of just wish that it was just the story. We make the decisions. He does the things and that's what, would he would do in the story you know not right that yeah. was kind of just what, my what my th- main gripe with it though what i thought was interesting was about the part where he's like who's controlling me you'd have two different options mm-hmm. you'd pick one it would take you down this timeline you get to the end it'd go back and then you'd have two different options depending on yeah. what you did earlier yeah um kind of like when he went to sleep and then woke up went to his dad's room there was different locks to put into the little cabinet area. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that, you know, I had two options. I picked one, uh, and then I, you know, went to the end. It took me back to the part where I did acid, 
And then I went back to the cabinet and I had Pac there because of the whole Pac-Man conversation. Right. Yeah, that which was... I thought was pretty cool because, you know, it, it doesn't make you feel like you're just doing the exact same thing over again. It kind of makes you feel like you're progressing through the story mm-hmm. by going backwards. Um, yes. So I thought that was a very interesting take. Yeah. Um, it, it should be noted, too, that once if you pick something and and it ends up being you know, not just one of the endings and not the ending that you want or something like that. You don't, um, when you watch it, you don't, you know, go back to the very beginning. You don't have to start the whole thing over. It does kind of like a time-lapse thing of all the events that led up to that decision. And then you can choose the different paths. So it's not, I don't know if people are aware of that or not, but it's just, you know, you don't have to, it's not like you're going to be sitting there for like five hours trying to get all the endings. You know, it took me you know, maybe an hour and a half, two hours to get yeah. most that's, of them. That's what's interesting is because when you start the movie, it it lists it as having an hour and a half runtime. And then I went back and did multiple choices. And then around the hour 30 minute mark is when I got the ending that actually plays credits. Mm, interesting. Which mm. I don't know what that means, but hmm. I... I got that on the first try. Coincidence? Black Mirror shit? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> We're all programmed in control. That's Black Mirror dude. for you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> did you? So, did you guys get to the? Did you get to the part where you went through the mirror? Yeah. And then placed. The I stuff think I animal? saw everything. I I think I saw most of the stuff. Uh, I didn't kill Colin's wife. I know there's an ending oh, where you shit. did. Oh, shit, no, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, uh, so afterwards, I, I looked up all the ending different en- endings because I'm like, I not going to go through that again. Right. Like, there's one where you <laughs> I got kill- most of them. I'll just read about the rest. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So there's like one where you could kill Colin's wife. You could kill Colin. You can kill your boss when they come and visit. Um, <laughs> it is weird. But, yeah, so whenever uh, his old mom decided to ask if he wanted to go on the train and he had the, the bun or the... His little stuffed animal. He can die on the train with her. Yeah. yeah. I said, yeah, why not? I'll ride this out with mom. Well, <laughs> that's, so, that's fair. He needed that probably. Um, he did. Yes, he did. Absolutely. Another issue I have with it is when you make a choice, not only does it affect how the main dude goes forward, but it's like the reality of the film shifts with that decision too. So it's like there's a version of the story where he's just cuckoo cocoa puffs, right? Or there's a version of the story where um, there's the whole government program and control thing is in effect. Or there's a version yeah. of the story where he can actually, the whole flashbacks, you can jump to points in the past and change things, which is like that train ending. Right. So there's different sort of metas to the movie. Um but that meta will shift depending on what you choose. But you don't know that when you're making the choice. And that kind of, I wish there was sort of one actual set sort of rules in place. And then you play around within those boundaries instead of just everything moving with you. Because then that makes the decisions feel but awesome. weirder. Like harder to judge where it might go. Right. Um, or feel like it has i don't know some kind of consistency it's like well i don't that's the thing is that i don't think the decisions were really i don't think they were going for like all these they don't i don't think they wanted the decisions to be hard i think they kind of just wanted you to pick it and go 
and just like ride it out, you know, and that's, that's kind of with each branching. I mean, the whole movie is all about branch branches and all that stuff. And that symbol pops up all the time. Right. And it's a prominent symbol in the black mirror series. Anyway, the white bear episode. I don't know if you oh, guys have seen I that. I haven't seen the white bear episode. I've Holy seen... crap. Well, that's a, uh, that's a big part. Is that of season four? Season three? Isn't that like, I think it's three. I've, I've, I've only seen like three or four episodes, but you bear. should watch white bear. I've that's, seen the, that's a must watch. The demerits yeah. one. Which one was the demerits? We're like, there's like the sort of like the American Idol show, and oh, if you win that, fifteen you can, million with the guy from Get Out, million merits. Mer- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, great. That's a good episode. Too. I saw San Junipero. Junipero. Is that the lesbian the one? Les- <laughs> the lesbian one. Yeah, because everyone was like, this one's real one. good. If you haven't seen one, watch this. And I'm like, it's. It's okay. It's probably the weakest episode. I guess, series, like, if you just wanted a happy one, sure, but it's weak. <laughs> the one that was really weird was the one with Dom Hall Gleason and Haley Atwell, where her oh, husband dies, and she. You seen that one? Oh my goodness! Her yeah. husband dies, so she orders a new husband, essentially, and it downloads his social media and where do I sign uses up? the AI to. Yeah, you could get your, yourself. That's a uh, great one. It, it's that one was probably one of the weirdest ones. Haley Atwell ever wants to bizarre. buy me? <laughs> I'm for sale. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, that's. Oh, hey, Max. That's uh, that's Bandersnatch for you. See, for someone who just watched it through real quick and didn't really get too much of a kick out of it. It was good just to listen to you boys talk about it. So, yeah. I it looked you... like you were on your phone that whole time, not paying attention. I was listening. Uh, it sounded like there was some snatching and some bandering. So, um, oh yes, yeah. I'd uh, give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Chuck with an eight out of ten. Tanner, what are your final scoring? I really don't know how to rate this. Yeah, um, I think it's worth checking out, but check it out check it out check it out check it out out that's all i can say it's really hard to rate because you know there's the movie aspect that it's not great but the whole idea behind it is only one person gets to do the no rating thing so we're gonna need a number Mm. well i'm gonna give it a (laughs) 6.6 out of a 10 one higher than i gave aquaman (laughs) fair enough fair enough is that really what you're going to give it or uh oh yeah i'll give it i'll give it a seven 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 out out of ten all right well that was our thorough discussion you didn't rate it what you didn't rate it? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he I, said six. I said about like when thirty minutes. Say that? About thirty minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I he, forgot. he did his bit and said six <laughs> out of ten, and then we went on for like yeah. thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> six like, out of ten again. I'll reiterate. Here's uh, my rating. I'm out because I just later. like I had nothing to add because I was like, man, I played through this as quickly as possible, and I did not do a single thing after it, and did not do any research either, like really regarding the film. Sounds like Will sounds Poulter's like me. Death. Yeah. So, but you guys, you guys talked a lot about it. Spoiler so warning, great. I guess. Yeah, oh, oh, too late whoops. for that. But, you know, it's been out for a couple weeks, two or three weeks, and it's on Netflix, so watch the damn thing already, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's going to that's gonna do it for our Bandersnatch talk. I think, really, it's uh, going to be a shorter episode. And I say a shorter episode. I don't know how long we're running, but I feel like it's been shorter. It's been a while. It's shorter. Yeah. It's shorter. But, yeah, um, is it? Yeah. Totally. I, I think oh. that's going to do it for today's Cinemax Take. Honestly, I think we talked about everything we wanted to. We dove into some good news. talk about anything else? Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? Yeah. As... Um, there's a movie that I saw that's coming out soon. I think it's called Ad Astra. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. Yeah. So, it's yes. it's uh, the next like sci-fi space 
movie, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Is that the one with Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones? Yes, I believe it's Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee oh, Jones. Oh, yeah. And Did let they me release a the trailer? You, uh, I don't think there's a trailer for it yet, mm. but I just read a little bit about it um, earlier today. And as a fan of sci-fi and space-type movies, I'm super excited for it. Yeah, that's the one with Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones. You're all about Interstellar, right? Oh, I love Interstellar. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. I uh, oh, yeah. I was just I was I liked Interstellar. I mean, it's, I own it. I definitely throw it on every once in a while. Was definitely yeah. not a but you don't like it. Huge huh? fan of it. I think I have it like number three of my top five Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, I mean, sign me up for anything with Tommy Lee Jones and Brad Pitt attached to it. I mean, especially Tommy Lee. I mean, that, that's a great duo right there. That'd be a lot. I mean, and they're, it's a strange duo. It's a strange duo oh, and yeah. they're headlining it too. Yeah, so they're going to be been in a, a movie together before. Um, I'm sure. I mean, they have a huge catalog of movies. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> this might be a first. Yeah. Me... I haven't heard of that, that duo before. So. I don't know. It'll be interesting. They're both really great. So I don't know. I'm I'm stoked for it. I'm ready. I'm ready to see what it's all about. Who's um who's the guy who was married to Pamela Anderson? Um, Tommy Lee. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Lee. Can we get Tommy Lee and Tommy Lee Jones in the film? <laughs> I don't know if Tommy Lee will be making an, uh, uh, an, an appearance. appearance. Yeah, maybe uh, cameo. You like never know. That. Playing some drums. Playing yeah, the younger Tommy. Yeah, so definitely <laughs> check out. Definitely be on the lookout for Ad Astra. I'm <laughs> excited like for that too. Years. It's probably gonna be like a. It's... Oh, <laughs> I was looking. <laughs> I was looking at a uh, Tommy Lee Jones IMDb profile, and I saw he uh, saw Batman Forever, and he played uh, Two Harvey Two Face, and I was like, "Doy!" But no, I was I was thinking of Batman Begins for whatever reason, and I was like, "Oh!" And I was like, "What the hell? When did he play <laughs> Harvey Dent in Batman Begins?" Ooh, I almost had a stroke. No, that's Batman Forever, and uh, I love his take on Two Face because it's essentially just the Joker. Uh, not even that; it's just like some crazy guy. Nothing to do with Two Face at all. Had one of the best um, original movie songs by like a, a pop band in it. Batman Forever. U two's uh, "Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me." It's up there. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I have no idea. I, I guess I don't remember that. Pop that. Probably the in. best Batman movie of all time. I would have to say. <laughs> I watched. No, I, dude, I, watched I watched Batman Forever. Over if you were gonna pick a Riddler, Jim Carrey is pretty pretty solid choice. I, I, I thought played, he was all right. I watched that movie over and over and over and over again. I watched that a, a lot as a kid too. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it cracks me up too because like it's funny. It's like as a kid, you're just like, oh, the Riddler and Two Face, and you have like no, no like care about how their characters like should be portrayed. I suppose, and like. <laughs> Now you like look at him as like, oh yeah, Tommy Lee Jones did not play Two Face at all. He just was called Two Face and uh, was a crazy guy. I don't know. I would still accept that. I think today. What? I I would accept Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. I, I would accept Tommy Lee Jones damn near anything. Toothpaste. Toothpaste. And Jimmy Carey and his and his bodysuit, his his bodysuit Riddler outfit, where it just yeah. like that's straight up tights and his Riddler cane. I'm yeah. like. That just cracked me up, man. And he didn't wear a top hat, but he did have he had the mask. He had the domino, green domino mask he wore uh, as a as the Riddler. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I loved his kid though. Just Batman and Robin in live action. Nothing, nothing better than that. Um, boys, is there anything else you want to talk about today before we round out today's episode? All right. 
There's nothing. So for Charlie Leadham, my co-host every other week of the every other week of the uh, podcast here on Cinemaxic, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it, brother. Absolutely, it's my pleasure. Um, and we have across the table uh, Tanner Rush. Uh, Tanner Rush is. Uh, Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm tripping over words. Santa Rush, thank you again for joining us on the Cinemaxic episode. Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, you know, at this point, what, whatever, <laughs> dude. Tim. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had fun. Thanks for coming on again, buddy. It was good. It was a nice, quick, snappy episode, and uh, I was happy to get it done. So, um, where, uh, where can we follow you at, Max? Oh, you can follow me at Max Fozzie on Instagram and Twitter and on uh, Letterboxd as well. You can also follow Cinemaxtic Pod on Instagram and Cinemaxtic on Twitter. Uh, be sure to follow that for all of our weekly updates and whatnot. Uh, Tanner, where can the people find you? Tanner R. on Letterboxd and at Danger Rush on Instagram. Okay, there we have it, Tim. Interesting. Uh, you can find me at Timtrist on Instagram Letterboxd and any other social media out there. And I'll cover Charlie's. You can find him nowhere, but he is on this podcast. So that's where you can hear his sweet The real, the real man of voice. mystery. There you go. All right. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Cinemax. Dick, it was a pleasure. And uh, we'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Cinemax Dick podcast. <laughs>